So for the first time in 40 years, the Education Department has made a change to their FAFSA application project. That is the free application for federal student aid. Again, that is the FAFSA form. And that is causing a lot of questions for a lot of folks. How do you navigate those changes? And really, if you're a parent, how do you get the form filled out correctly, quickly, get answers for how you're going to help finance your child's college education. Diane Cosme is the director of My Student Aid with MyLeap, and she's joining us with some tips. Hi, Diane. Glad you could join us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. So who's gonna, who has to fill out this form? Let's start there. Really, it's any student that is thinking about enrolling in college in the next year. So you're talking your continuing students, our incoming students, even if they're not sure what college they are planning on attending, they still want to complete that form. They can list multiple schools to receive the information. So if you're thinking about college in this next year, you want to complete that application. Let's talk a little bit about, because I did some reporting on this this week. So let's talk a little bit about the, the new FAFSA form also, because I know there have been some hiccups in the rollout and so far, uh, so far. But let's talk about the FAFSA form. What's different about it? What should we be aware of if you're filling out that form? Yeah, the, the, the process in general for the applicant, for the student and the parent, it should be an easier process. When they go to complete the application online, it should be more intuitive. It shouldn't take them as long to complete the form. There's going to be a couple of things that they're going to need to do before completing the form, though. Um, They want to make sure that they complete or set up an FSA ID, which is their electronic signature. So the parent and the student need to complete their own FSA ID and then go in to complete the application. What's going to happen is they're going to be asked questions um, that are related specifically to their household. So the form is very intuitive. It's going to ask questions that are very direct for that household. And then it's going to retrieve IRS tax information. And that's part of why you need an FSA ID. It's your permission. And once you've done that, it's going to gather that information and it's going to provide what they call a student aid index, and that's going to be what schools use to determine what aid a student can qualify for. And that's going to include um, our like our new state program, the Michigan Achievement Scholarship. It's all based on the completion of the FAFSA and um, to determine eligibility. So the process itself, it should be a more streamlined process for the applicant. Shouldn't take as long. We're hearing from our students and families who have actually completed the form that it's taking a half an hour or less to complete the application. Whereas before it could have taken up to an hour to complete just because there were so many questions. Um, But it should be, like I said, a more user-friendly experience for the student and parent. I I think the education department says, I think the number was 4 million that they've already um, had that many people fill out the form uh, despite having um, any of these hiccups. It also has this inflation tool. Can you speak on that at all? Yeah, they have have updated their calculation for inflation and new poverty guidelines. So we really, what we should see as a result of the the new application and the updates is an expanded uh, pool of eligible students for Pell Grants. So what we've 
seen and what we've heard is that they're estimating, like for the state of Michigan, about 20,000 more students qualifying for Pell Grant than Uh in years past. So it it could have a significant impact on um, resources for our students. Oh, absolutely. And and any parent out there who's going to be sending a, a child to college, uh, sending their young adult to college, we should say, is really going to want to know before they accept any uh, school offers, what kind of money is going to be available. I mean, it's absolutely key to decision making for so many families. Um, now, can you t- uh, tell me if someone needs any help with the FAFSA form? Is help available anywhere? Yes. Um, right now, because the application, the timeline has changed, um, what normally the application comes out in October and it came out at the end of December with this new rollout. So they're still experiencing heavy call volumes for their helpline. So they, what I would recommend for families, first go to the website, which is studentaid.gov. On the website, they're going to have instructional videos. They have an online chat where they can submit questions and receive responses on the spot. If that if those tools aren't helpful, there is an 800 number, which is 800-433-3243. But we have been told that 800 number is very congested right now. Um, so there could be long wait times to even speak to someone. If that doesn't work, I would recommend for students um, to reach out to their high school counselors who can offer and assist with the completion of the application to the college financial aid office where mm-hmm. they might be uh, considering attending. They, those are all um, resources that should be able to help with the, the completion of the application and questions that students and families may have. And you, the, the website, again, was studentaid.gov. Is that correct, studentaid.gov? Correct. Yeah, I just want to make sure we we gave that correct. And did I also uh, read correctly, or if I remember correctly, they have a chat um, mechanism available. But I guess if the phone line is congested, I would imagine maybe the chat bot's also um, congested as well. (laughs) The chat, it it is available. Um, I've, I've heard from some of our families that have used it that, you know, they've asked questions and they were able to get guidance through using the online chat. It's called Aiden, um, but it's right there on the studentaid.gov yeah. website. There's a there's a chat box that you can submit your questions to. So timing, uh, as we know, I mean, I know this is nail biting time for these families. So uh, they a lot of parents and students are worried that 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 the form is not always available or that there's going to be some delay and then they won't get their student aid so what what can you say to these folks to kind of allay their fears yeah i think what i can say to our students and families is that we're here with you we know that this process looks different this year Um, i think all the aid offices are aware you know that we're all waiting for results of the fafsa we're not going to receive information um, from the completion of the application until mid-March. So the aid offices should start to receive information and results of the FAFSA for our students in mid-March. They're going to begin reviewing, processing um, the award notifications in that time frame that, that is delayed. So I think all of our, our institutions and our resources are just here to support our students and help them through the process and know that this looks different this year. 
Um, we're all just asking for, you know, patience with you, your aid offices. They're going to move as quickly as they can once the information is received. Well, and I can also imagine if these forms aren't as long as they were before, you're saying it takes a half hour or before it took an hour because of all the questions, they've eliminated questions. I can imagine that the chance of getting hung up or having a problem is going to be lessened, obviously, just by that fact. So that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Just take a deep breath. And I, uh, the, the, the Education Department also increased aid by $1.8 billion this year, helping more than 600,000 more students nationwide. So that means there is more money available, Diane, and more students who are eligible. So the point is, get in there and get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we want to keep encouraging our students, especially our students um, who have recently graduated, starting with the class of 2023, because of that new Michigan Achievement Scholarship. But you have to complete a FAFSA for consideration. Um, And we want to make sure that our students are maximizing all the resources that they have available. We always say the FAFSA is that gateway application to the resources to help students finance their education. And we're talking here even students who think, oh, I probably won't qualify for that. Absolutely. And, you know, because of the changes and uh, of Pell Grant eligibility, I would encourage students that, you know, maybe in the past have thought, you know, I'm not going to qualify for a Pell Grant or I'm not going to qualify for uh, the scholarship. Reconsider. Try. It's a free application. There's no harm in completing it. It could open a door to a resource you weren't aware of. All right, Diane, in closing, let's just give that phone number again, that website again, so people have it on on tap. Yep, the website is studentaid.gov, and the phone number is 1-800-433-3243. Diane Cosme, Director of the My Student Aid with MyLeap, giving us some advice here on those FAFSA forms that we talked about yesterday uh, throughout the day here on WJR. And really some good advice here on just to get in there and get the job done. Diane, thank you so much for all of your time today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Nice to make people's lives easier. We'll continue here on WJR.